0: I think one of the main ways to tackle online hate crime is to spread it around the media and social media.
1: Platforms need to work with the government and, you know, governing bodies, and actually have more clearer ways to report and deal with these kind of crimes.
2: In, in, I mean, When I talk about disability hate crime to people, a lot of people think it's a serious robbery or a serious assault where maybe a disabled person is seriously injured. That does happen, unfortunately, but it's not as common. What's actually more common, what we call or refer to um, as lower level incidents.
3: Hello and welcome to the Disability Download. The Disability Download is brought to you by pan-disability charity,
4: Leonard Cheshire. I'm Cathy Lynch. And I'm Erin O'Reilly, and on this podcast we respond to current topics, share stories and open up conversations about disability. To mark Hate Crime Awareness Week, on this episode of Disability Download, we're talking all about disability hate crime. We've actually done some research recently which shows disability hate crime levels are actually on the rise. Um, they're up by 22% according to our research with different police forces um, and over half of those actually involve violence which is really really worrying um, and there's also been a massive 71% rise in online hate crime um, towards people with disabilities. so it doesn't look like the problem's going away and it's something that no one should ever have to deal with at any time in their life.
3: And I think what is quite interesting about um, the people that we've interviewed so we've interviewed um, disability rights activist uh, Joshua Reeves, online blogger and influencer Emily Davison and then we talked to Terence McCrory or as we know him Terry um, as he kind of talks us through what he does um, for his for the advocacy service in Northern Ireland and that kind of looks at hate crime sort of more broadly and, and we talk about what you know you should do in, if you are being abused and or if you see someone being abused and they're all like really small practical steps we can take to like be allies to another person who's experiencing that but it's also really good to know you know if someone is being bullied that is uh, continuously over a certain amount of time that is hate crime mm.
4: so and it's really important I think to talk about it because our research also showed that some people are very reluctant to report it But also, in a lot of cases, when it is being reported, it's not actually going anywhere when it comes to prosecutions or charging. So we know that it's happening, but not much is actually being done about it. So we kind of wanted to use this episode to to raise awareness, um, show people that they're not alone and that it is really important, report it, and then hopefully together we can drive it down um, and show that it's just not acceptable and that it really, really does affect people and it's a crime.
3: And now we hear from Josh Reeves, disability rights activist.
4: So Josh, could you tell us a bit about your experience of online disability hate crime?
0: My experience with online hate crime is um, just the Xbox really. I'm a gamer um, and I use a lot of gaming platforms. I love um, video games and me and my friends um, back from home Come from school. This was a couple of years ago. We used to play online for a long, for a long time, and that's why I used to spend my weekends mainly, um, in my room playing on the Xbox because I didn't have many friends growing up. So my friends would always be online. I we met many people through um, the United States, to the United Kingdom, and Canada, and Germany as well. Um, and we met some lovely people, but I always remember this one guy um, who joined our party and um, because we were playing in a game with him, he started to be all nice and oh, we didn't really know him. He was really nice to me, my friends, blah, 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 until the point when um, he took me into a private chat just me and him. And he said, why are you not playing as good? Like, why don't you don't aim? Because I can't use my left hand to pull the trigger, I couldn't aim my gun on the game. Um, and he was like, why are you so terrible at this game? And I said that because my hand don't function that well. My left hand don't function that well. He's like, how can? And I was like, my dexterity is not that great so then he f- was suspicious wanted to know more i left the private chat i felt really uncomfortable um especially at that age um, i wasn't confident w- with myself to tell him any further details so he went then and told my friends what's my full name my friends told him i don't know why um, some of them I don't speak to no more because of that. Um, went on Facebook and found my name, um, Joshua Reeves, and next thing you know, he told everyone um, from um, the group and that 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 I was a nice guy. But then when he used to take me into these parties. And um, he, as soon as he found out I had a disability, um, he basically called me every um, word you can imagine to offend someone with a disability, like the word "cripple" or "retard" or "spaz." And I was shocked and really offended. I, I fell out crying um, because I, I, I don't mind the word being called "retard," but "cripple." It really, it really offends me as I can't walk, and and it's it really lowers me down as a person, um, and as a human, and that for this guy to come in and bully me to the point where I'm upset and have to get off my Xbox is not on, and I I really and wish that um, this guy was a bit more respectful. I wish that everybody can be respectful to one another, but it's not not like that in this world. Did you
4: report it to the police?
0: I did um, report it, not to the police, when this um, Xbox situation got out of hand, I did report it to Microsoft. Um, I remember pressing the report button and they was said be, because of behavior, because of um, name calling. So I reported it in that section. Um, there was many sections to choose from and I thought that was the right one. So I told them what he called me um, in the message box below. And I never heard anything back. Um he weren't um banned or anything. He just continued on and on, um and nothing was done about it. I didn't know at the time, um, to ring the police. Um the police wouldn't be able to do anything about it anyway, as um the it was on the xbox and the only way to do it is through microsoft now microsoft itself can't record everything so that's the bad thing about xbox and playstation is because they can't record the group chats so they've got to take your word for it and i think that they must have thought i was just doing it for a fair laugh um and that that they didn't take me seriously um I didn't even speak to them. I, I've even tweeted out to them saying please read my report. Um but no, they didn't get back to me. Um and I was upset at the fact of that. And that when it comes to gaming platforms, um Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo um with the police need to need to make sure it's a way for people to know what has been said because people could get bullied um, or, or harassed on Xbox without no one knowing.
4: And do you think media and social media need to take greater responsibility when tackling online hate crime?
0: I think one of the main ways to tackle online hate crime is to spread it around the media and social media. I think that they need to take a bit more greater responsibility as in a way of um, the media is a big platform out there now and many people are using their smartphones every day um, and an old generation of this world is using phones daily constantly Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest you can name them all but really um, but I think that that's a great way to tackle it is to spread the message on these apps, or on these me- or on these social media because people listen to um, f- forms on the internet because they believe that's the right way, and I think that that's how people listen these days. Um, you write a blog about um, what's happening um, around. The, the world, and especially Hollywood, that that's a big subject. And people listen to that and believe in what they say. Now, if we could get the media to focus on hate crime for a long time, then I'm sure that it will stop eventually. I don't think everyone would, would stop abusing people, um, whether it's about the disability, um, race, Agenda, I don't think it's ever going to stop hate crime um, But it will lower down the numbers for sure And I think that people will understand That people people do get hurt And that sticks and stones may break my bones But names will never hear me That's not true That That, that is just a false myth um, Because sticks and stones will break uh, Will Will break my bones, but names will hurt me, and people need to realise that, and um, it's offensive, and it lowers down a human, and it shouldn't be, on. and I really want it to stop, uh, and wanting to make sure that we live in the best world as possible. So I'm gonna um, continue on campaigning and fighting for. Education to teach young children and get the press involved to promote disability, hey, uh, the hate crime, and not just that, any hate crime. And I believe that it's a massive issue that needs to be brought up uh, to to everywhere. And I think that that will stop people from um, from doing um, the crime and I I really want it to stop. It needs to. Not just because I want it to stop, but because it needs to stop.
4: And next up, we hear from online blogger, often known as fashionista, Emily Davison.
3: I'm here with Emily Davison. Emily, could you talk to us about your experience of online disability hate crime?
1: So my experience of online disability hate crime has kind of spanned for quite a few years now and uh, it's mostly been on you know my youtube channel and occasionally it's also been on facebook and sometimes twitter uh, so i've had a variety of comments um, i've had people tell me to self sort of harm myself in order to cure my disability being the worst ones but then i've had other ones where people have essentially said that insinuated that i am lying about my disability because of the way that I look and that I'm lying about being visually impaired because of really stupid reasons because I wear makeup or because of the way that my bedroom looks when I make YouTube videos and you know it's it's kind of varied from from that really and you know people have also told me to do weird things in order to cure my eyesight and um, it's 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 basically it's 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 varied in degrees and I'm lucky that I've not had as much as some but I've certainly had my fair share and um, you know it's been a bit of a journey with it but you know it has meant that I have toughened up quite a lot as a person because of the kind of comments I've received.
3: Did you feel at any point that you could report it and go to the police?
1: Um, I didn't really think that I could I didn't think it would be taken seriously. Uh, And you know, I think I've always thought because places like YouTube get so many comments like this, you know, thousands of comments like this. I didn't think it would be taken seriously. I have reported it to YouTube, I have Mm. reported it to the various platforms that I've received the comments on. And you know, sometimes they're taken off. Sometimes, if, if enough comments are reported, the channels get taken down. If it's if they're seen as being just there to be abusive, but you yeah. know, it's not it's not always a guaranteed thing, really. So it's, it's, I've often not really seen that I would be able to report it just because of the amount of comments that these platforms receive. So um, yeah, sadly, I ha- I've never have reported it um, before.
3: Do you think uh, government? need to take more action around the issue as well
1: i definitely feel that more platforms need to work with the government and you know governing bodies and actually have more clearer ways to report and deal with these kind of crimes but i also think that hate crime needs to be more of an integrated part in the curriculum i often feel that you know, it can be touched upon, but I don't really feel that all of the types of hate crimes are outlined and talked about, and I think that that's a real shame. So I definitely think that there needs to be an aspect of the curriculum that deals with all of the different types of hate crimes and the different forms that they can come in, and uh, you know, and and how actually social media uh, and commenting is a part of that, and actually to communicate to to these to to, to young people how it affects people and also. That there could be consequences as well, and you know how it affects people when they do receive these different types of hate crime.
3: So, what advice would you give to vloggers, bloggers, and influencers who are experiencing hate crime online?
1: So, I think the best way to deal with this is to simply report them, then block the, the user, delete the comments, do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel more comfortable. But I think that often engaging with these comments is going to make you feel worse and it's not going to have any effect on them because a lot of the time these people are commenting because they want to get a reaction and what you do when you reply to them is give them a reaction. Sometimes I think there are cases where responding to them is going to be a positive outcome and it might basically make them think about how that they speak to people with disabilities online again but I think a lot of the time it's just best not to engage and just to report them and then just to remove yourself from the situation because it's probably going to make yourself feel worse and I think the other thing is to not let it have an impact on the way that you work as a content creator I know that a lot of the times in the past when I've received comments like this it's made me reluctant to want to post again and it's made me really Mm -hmm. concerned about actually putting myself out there But you really do have to grow a thick skin. You do have to consider the fact that, you know, content creation is important to to you and that, you know, if it's something you love to do, why should anyone make you feel like you can't post because they want to be bigoted and they want to, you know, have an effect on you and they, and they want to be negative. So it is really important to, to, to basically just keep on going and get out there and to do what you enjoy. And also, talk to other people with disabilities who are online because I guarantee you they've had similar experiences and it's a really good support network to talk to others and to actually see that it's not just you going through it and that, you know, it is just it's something that happens online and that, you know, you can get through it and, you know, that things will get better and you will become more resilient to it.
4: Great. Thanks so much, Emily. That's all right. And finally, we hear from Terry McCoury. Our disability hate crime advocate here at leonard cheshire so
3: uh, thanks so much for joining us terry no
2: problem um, delighted um,
3: to um so could you uh talk about uh well talk us through what your day job is and how you help people who have experienced disability hate crime
2: certainly yeah i work for leonard cheshire in northern ireland as a disability hate crime advocate so uh, every day I am working with people who have experienced some sort of crime or incident that's happened to them um, because um, they have a disability. So they perceive that the, the person who did whatever it is to them um, has a prejudice against them because they have a disability. So from um, I meet with the people, we'll talk through options, and the idea behind my role being an advocate isn't to give advice or is isn't to guide people. It's actually to be their voice. So, um, at a really difficult time in their life where they're being victimized and targeted for things, I'm able to chat through options. I'm able to speak on their behalf to, whether it be the police statutory agencies, um, such as maybe a housing authority or something else like that. Um, And if something was to go through a criminal justice process, I can get them linked into support um, in and around uh, sort of court processes and things like that. And, and, I mean, when I talk about disability hate crime to people, a lot of people think it's a serious robbery or a serious assault where maybe a disabled person is seriously injured. That does happen, unfortunately, but it's not as common. What's actually more common, is what we call or refer to as lower-level incidents. So, for a lot of disabled people living, say, maybe on their own or with their family, it will be their bins might be knocked over on a regular basis, plant pots might be kicked over, um, their window or door might be knocked at uh, an evening time. And for someone who maybe isn't very mobile, by the time they get themselves to the door, there's nobody there. So, it's, it becomes then the issue that they're basically waiting for the next horrible thing to happen at their home. So um, we have that going on. I have instances where people have had graffiti to uh, threaten them. Um, I've had people have a sympathy card issuing threats. Um, only this last week, one of my one of the people I work with has actually had to be removed from their home under police escort because of a severe level of threat of assault and uh, their house being burned. Wow! So yeah. it's so you
3: you're right. Ro- in, within your role, you're, as you say, you're that voice and um, that kind of, that person that uh, the person who's experienced uh, disability hate crime will go to and,
2: and you represent them, okay. And uh, Most times, sorry, I should say most times we get our referrals from the police after the incidents have happened and from my experience most people don't report to police until many incidents have happened so Typically, by the time I get involved, someone can be experiencing this for a matter of months, up to, in one case, five years before the person decided, you know, I need to do something about this. I need to get some help. So um, it's lovely whenever people find out the service that I offer and they're able to contact me directly as early as possible in the issues that they're experiencing, because the earlier we get involved, get the police involved, we can, um, or whatever agency is involved, we can then try and stop the incidents becoming a serious crime, which is usually the pattern that occurs.
3: So it must be a difficult uh, job sometimes dealing with situations where someone has been hurt. Are there times when you can't help someone who's experienced hate crime and, and what are the main reasons?
2: Yeah, it's it's not an easy job. Um, it's very hard not to become emotionally involved and um, overly involved in some cases where people are having particular issues. Um, because I'm I'm as an advocate, I'm there to provide a support and a network and source maybe other things that can or other services that can help the individuals. Um, majority of times, I'm able to help people. Um, usually when I get involved, the person who's experienced a disability hate crime will probably have got a bit fed up ringing the police because maybe there's been an inc- inconsistent approach from the police service. And uh, they've generally decided that, you know, there's no point in ringing the police. They never do anything for me, etc. So first thing I always... Uh, try to do is establish a a positive working relationship between the local police and the individual. I've managed to do that in every case but one, um, which is is superb. Um, Sometimes people have become so disillusioned with police, they don't want to to involve police, so we have to try and find other options then to try and make their life a bit easier. Um, The other thing I find quite difficult to do is when individuals have very high expectations that are maybe unrealistic of what police and housing services can do, so um, if somebody who's experienced disability hate crime decides, well, the best thing I can do is move house, so they go to their housing association, say I want to move house, um, and they do the housing application, etc., and they might expect to be moved quite quickly because they're experiencing really, really awful things. If they have a disability the chances are they live in uh, a property that's suitable for their needs so maybe it's a wheelchair bungalow or it has special adaptations those properties are few and far between moving house becomes something that takes quite a long time to sort out so um, it's quite difficult sometimes to keep people on board and positively engaging with the police and the other agencies when things take longer than expected the police will work with anyone no matter what their disability is Mm. Um, If you need uh, sign language support, if you need um, help from an adult to make your statement, if you need help in means of communication, the police will endeavour to do that for you. And, of course, you can um, bring your own friends along to do that, or you can ask the police to provide uh, an independent service to do that. They are there to work with you, and they're there to make your life better and more safe. Um, and I would encourage everyone to report the incidents as soon as they happen. Don't wait for things to build up and become a bigger problem. Report the lower level incidents and you might actually find incidents don't become criminal offences because you've got the support in place early on.
3: Great. No, thanks, Terry. That's, that's really Good useful focus. information. Because I think what ha- can happen is people are just like, you know I, I don't know what to do in that yeah. kind of situation even though it's like if you think about it it's fairly obvious but when people come to it they're like oh I, I don't know if I should have said something or yeah. you know I don't feel empowered or feel like I've, I'm have what I'm saying is important enough or you know it's it is important to to know these things and yeah. to, to encourage people as well because you know my hope is like someone listens to the podcast and they're like oh right okay I can that's easy I can do that of course I can help someone even if it is in a in a
2: way like that. Yeah absolutely and for most people thinking you know oh I couldn't ring the police because someone's calling me names well if someone's calling you names on a regular basis and they're identified as a person doing it over and over again that actually becomes a criminal offence so if you're reporting regularly saying, this person's out giving me abuse about the way I walk or they're pushing my bins over, whatever it happens to be, report them to police. It's really important to establish that pattern. Police might not come out initially in the early stages, but they will respond and they will when you say, look, I am a disabled person. This is happening to me because I am disabled. Police will do something about it.
4: So we've heard some really, really powerful accounts um, in this episode drawing attention to a really important issue. If you do have any feedback or if you want to talk about anything that we've discussed today, please do email us at disabilitydownload at leonardcheshire.org. And remember, if you see someone uh, being abused or you're being abused yourself,
3: contact your police authority direct, make a note of it, and tell them that you have a disability or the person that you've seen has a disability, so they can record it and do something about it. And everything uh, that you need to know will be in our show notes. And
4: please remember to like, share and subscribe. And we just want to say a massive thanks to Josh, Emily and Terry for obviously speaking with us on our podcast today. Um, if you've got any ideas for any topics you'd love us to cover in future episodes, please do email in or get in touch with us on our social media channels. I'm Cathy Lynch. And I'm Erin O'Reilly. And, and this has been the Disability Download. Download.